and we are live hello hello this is exciting welcome everybody to strong tea i'm katie i'm vicky and together we make up the collaborative duo that is strong tea strong tea um started out with vicky and i just having a good old chat over several cups of coffee and talking about everything in the world um we decided that we loved it so much that we wanted to turn it into a podcast and we wanted to tackle the topics that are difficult to talk about taboo topics things that people tend to stick their heads in the sand over um and we have a wonderful guest to do that with today however before we get into that what are we all drinking? Sinead, you go first because you're our guest today. What are you drinking? Okay, so I have something to say. I'm actually withholding myself because I'm meeting my friend later and we plan on drinking uh, iced matcha green tea. Oh, nice. Yeah. Gosh. So I shall be having water in the meantime, but I'm really looking forward to that. That's like nice. the highlight of my day. <laughs> that's, that, oh, that's healthy. That's yeah. And I really enjoy it. I don't think I've ever had it. Does it taste of much? Um, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just, I really, my palate has changed as an adult and I think you should try it and try it with some honey okay. and it's really good for your focus and it's just, I find it absolutely delicious. Right. I'm it does try taste it. Like okay. I'm going to have yeah. to try this. Where does one buy this from? Oh, Starbucks. Oh, okay. You can get it and make it at home, but I would say Starbucks, try Starbucks one. Oh. Right. Well, that's that's my uh, next Starbucks trip sorted. Vicky, what are you drinking? Yeah. I am drinking peppermint tea. It's an oldie but a goodie. And yeah, I just I'm feeling that this episode today is going to be quite vibrant. So <laughs> I'm going to be kind of yeah, I, I'm fe- I'm feeling refreshed. That's Love a good it. shout. I needed the refreshment because uh, newborn baby awake at half past five this morning oh. uh, meant that um, we've gone double on the caffeine today and we've gone for a coffee with two extra scoops of coffee in. Oh, so you I am went buzzing. All in the name of self-love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Hard. Hard. Oh, brilliant. So we are so lucky to have our guest today. We have been so excited to have this episode so I would like to introduce Sinead Destiny Bradley Fofana, also known as Self Love Nay, and what a goddess. Sinead is an actress, equality activist, a model, spoken word artist, mental health ambassador, and body positivity role model. There is nothing this lady doesn't do without beauty, heart, and soul. Now, if you haven't seen Sinead's Instagram account, it's an amazing reflection of just how inspirational being true to your authentic self is. Um, But obviously, there's been a road for her to travel and some life experiences to get there. And so we are so excited to hear about it from the lady herself. So, Sinead, tell us your story, my love. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for that introduction. I'm blushing. (laughs) Ah, Thank you so much. Um, Wow, that's so beautiful. And you actually got my whole name right. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, geez, um, I think one of the things that I would like to say is that I basically... I travelled a lot, like, in regards to, like, I moved city to city, I moved to a lot of different houses, I didn't grow, like, my parents are very working class, God bless them, 
and yeah like I just remember being like not knowing what I wanted to do and then I remember like they're so significantly significantly that is a word um I was walking in Liverpool I lived in Liverpool at the time so I'm originally from Reading but I moved to Liverpool when I was 14 and I remember walking past the shop and it was like apply to Liverpool Media Academy for performing arts and I was like oh what's that about so anyways my mum took me into the audition and I was just like whoa this is really cool and I think I just done my GCSE drama and I was just like I really enjoy GCSE drama and then uh took an audition at this uh this college and I was just like yeah I think this is kind of what I want to do I really like performing and the funny thing was here's where it is, a bit of inspiration comes in I part I opened my GSSEs I went with my sister passed everything but drama I got a D in drama thought my life was over I was like oh my gosh this is the only career I want to pursue um I want to be a creative and then it's 2022 now and I'm very grateful where I am like I took a lot of risks and I just done my seventh commercial. I have a body positive page. Um, I, I get paid to do spoken word. Um, I'm very grateful. A lot of people come to me for like self-help. I'm very open about my mental health. I've been living in London for three years now. And it's all been a big journey. And I'm so happy to be invited on here because I feel like people are just like, wow, that's so phenomenal. But behind the scenes, it's there's still a journey you know it's not all positive like some some things it's really hard to get like including like mental health and like looking after yourself coming to a city by yourself facing like, adversity and like challenges in the industry but I'm very grateful to where I am right now. One of the uh, beautiful things about your um, social media page is that you are very you you give the good with the rough you know the rough of the smooth it's not all and that's such a that's such a big thing isn't it about social media now people only see what you want what they want you to see and it's all very glossy and very beautiful your page is honest it's honest it's sometimes quite hard hitting but it's so beautifully raw and vulnerable I think and I think that's what made you decide to position it like that yeah, so I want to be completely honest on this podcast. Like, I was bullied a lot, like, genuinely, even up until college. Like, the college that I told you about, Liverpool Media Academy is where I studied for college. Even there, I had issues with my race, my weight. Like, I was genuinely, like, my whole life, I was traumatised. Like, I was being called so many things, like, from when I remember, like, I was literally a child in the bathtub, and I was scrubbing my skin. I was like, mum, why wouldn't it come off? Like, it was absolutely traumatising. And it was only till I moved to London, actually, about, well, I moved to London about two and a half, three years ago. And I just really started to fucking love myself. Like, I was just like, I am beautiful. Like, I, when I was 19, I went on a self, like, a whole spiritual journey. I was reading The Secret and manifesting and was just like, yes. So that book really did change my life. Um, and I would say, I don't know what triggered it inside of me, but I felt like I was willing to do it for a long time. And I did, I started to do it on a small scale, in and out, in and out, like posting pictures. I think I went about it the wrong way. I didn't really have enough content or following. And I was just like, let me just put myself out there. So the last few months, I would say it's literally been, 
um it's literally been probably like within the last six months that I've really like started to kick this page off I was just like I'm beautiful I've overcame so much like what I have overcome and what I've done with myself I use people to inspire other people I need to inspire people that are women queer of color have hair like me have body types like me like have grew up the same way as me the same class as me I was just like this is so important to me because it makes me feel good it genuinely I don't do it for nothing like yesterday I got a beautiful message from a girl I haven't I literally met her at a networking event haven't heard from her for ages bless her she's in university and she literally reached out I was like Sinead because of you I got ADHD tested because if you like my mental health is really good and I'm feeling good in myself and I was just like oh my god like wow this just makes it worthwhile for me because I love what I do I love acting I love modeling yes the money is great and it's fun it's great the lifestyle's fabulous but when I get people messaging me like Sinead like you've made me feel this way or people can relate like I'm just like I feel like that's my sole purpose that's so powerful <laughs> I mean it's it's not only empowering for you but just to have people that vulnerable with you and to you and that's incredible you I mean you must be so proud of yourself I am like genuinely I'm learning to I say this to people it's really sad we have to learn to love ourselves. and I was actually um I was the acting job that I just came back from we had like a really nice intimate chat about the crew and things and we were saying how people don't accept compliments and how you're supposed to when someone says something to you you're supposed to accept it and believe it and unfortunately people are quick to um almost throw the compliment balance oh no this top this is only like a five or oh my hair no oh gosh and it's like people don't accept it and it's really what was my point? I'm so passionate, I lost my complete point. But my <laughs> point is that <laughs> what I do, I absolutely love. And when I get the messages and when I see I've changed people's lives, like I've really impacted a whole being. Like that is absolutely beautiful. So, yeah. I know what you mean. When anyone gives me a compliment, I'm kind of, oh, no, 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 stop. No. Instead of actually, no, take it in, absorb it, build hard. that powerhouse, you know. <laughs> it's very hard. I um I I, re- I saw um a video on TikTok about how to combat that and how to accept a compliment, mm-hmm. and it's to find something about you that you like, and I always do it when I'm wearing. If someone says, "Oh, I, I like that dress," I'm like, "Oh, it's got pockets," and <laughs> oh yeah, because I'm too awkward to say, "Oh, thank you," you know, because it feels like just very awkward but to say oh it's got pockets look it's extra it's extra than you thought it was <laughs> I love that I love that not gonna lie sometimes I get tired of saying thank you like <laughs> it, like sometimes it's thank you even me I'm just like thank you oh thank you <laughs> like sometimes that is so cool. I'm gonna start using that like oh yes oh look like it has this upcycled something something I don't know or but just yeah. start saying I know I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm owning that. I know. Yeah, oh look how God. fierce I look, obviously. <laughs> That's Jay's away. Oh. How how do you maintain a level of positivity like this? Because I, I when we had our first initial chat and I was like, please tell me where that comes from. Because it's just oozing out of you and it's kind of it's infectious. And I'm like, I want to love myself like you love yourself. How do you 
How do you do it? Oh man, thank you. Away. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, I could never. Um, do you know what I do? I literally like behind the scenes. I journal. I recommend this to every single person. I journal in regards to some journals. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to look back on because. I, I'm just like, whoa, this is what I was going through. Some journals, I'm like, wow, like I really overcame this. And what I do, what I would say is like, when you journal, just make sure you're honest with yourself. Even if you only write, even if you start off journaling once a week or whenever you choose to do it, but it's really good to look back on your journey. It's also good to write a gratitude list. Mm-hmm. Um, and also goals, like say for instance, even if it's like a massive goal or like a tiniest goal, like write it down. And even write steps of how you can get there. Um, and that really impacts the way you look at yourself in your life. When you begin to journal, you almost start to see, like, feel motivated and see yourself in a different light. Uh, don't get me wrong, sometimes I've written in my journal and, like, it's not, like, you know, it's just, like, I'm feeling like so-and-so today. Like, I don't feel, like, like as positive. And that's okay. That's very important as well. Um I actually, I talk to myself as well. I literally talk to myself. I I literally hold myself and sometimes I do it in the mirror. Sometimes I'll sit here cross-legged as if I'm going to meditate. I hold myself and like squeeze myself. And also there's a thing called touch therapy. Like when like you squeeze yourself and like just hold yourself and then just breathe and also take time to just be like, you know, look what this body has done for me and just compliment yourself and that really makes you feel a type of way that I cry every single time because that's just how I I am Um, and I love that for myself that I'm able to feel that emotion but it's so important to like hold yourself if you don't hold yourself look in the mirror also if you can look at yourself naked in the mirror and stop looking at the things that you don't like like seriously like just literally look at yourself dead eye and like hold every part like what's this done for me like you know these boobs have like what have they done for me like this stomach like has allowed me to this this hair you know these teeth like really try to compliment yourself and then do it as often as possible and wake up and count your blessings genuinely and just I think really compliment your body and counting your blessings like can absolutely change your mentality the way you look at yourself and it's like um whether you call it a law of attraction or karma whatever you put out there whatever you say about yourself will manifest it's science whether we call it manifestation or whatever but if you focus on like how beautiful and all these things but also it's okay to not be okay that's the thing like sometimes if you wake up and you're not okay don't force it please just really accept it but I would say start with them and a bit of yoga meditation oh if you meditation there's somebody called live the life you love by Jess she's on YouTube and there's literally meditation for everything there's a 10 minute gratitude manifestation for trauma PTSD like reprogram your subconscious mind like that page yeah is beautiful God, you floored me. Just like <laughs> everything you have just said there, I'm like, right, I'm going to tell my clients that. I'm going to tell my clients yes, that. <laughs> That's amazing. That I've never heard about that whole self-squeeze and self-love, but yeah. it's so true. Unless you love yourself, 
the words of RuPaul, how are you going to, you know, if you love yourself, how the hell is anyone else going to love you? So Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so powerful. So you've talked about, obviously, um, the body positivity there and you've got a fantastic career in modelling and acting. And you talked about the intersectionality as well with race, uh, gender, sexuality. What are the key challenges that you faced? Is this growing up or within the industry? Probably within the industry. Yeah. Um, do you know what? I'm very lucky. Like, and this sounds so bad, but and I hate to work at this, but I feel like I'm in demand. And people would be like, oh, what do you mean by that? I feel like I'm in demand because I feel like I'm very lucky I get put up for so many jobs and the industry has got better, but I feel like I'm constantly stereotyped because I have the big curly hair and I'm going to, I get put as like the sassy girl or the girl with like the big facial expressions. I really realise a trend in this. Like, I'm just like, yeah. Also, I won't say <clears throat> what audition it was, but I went to an audition and even my agent doesn't know about this because I don't know why I didn't tell them, but yeah. Um, I went to an audition and I was like, yeah done the, done the thing I was like yeah it's really important for people in the industry to look like me and you know be like me and the woman was like yes yeah, important for you to be colorful isn't it and I was just like wow the further I get the more I realize like this is how the industry is um another thing that I face is I still get really excited when I go into spaces and see like a lot of girls that look like me shouldn't be like that but it is like it's not normalized to the point where like there's women because I identify she, her, so there's not a lot of women um, that I'm just like, wow, like, and we all get the roles. It's always, like, one of us. Like, me and my best friend, we actually always go up against each other, and it's, like, shocking that they can't just have both of us. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, too much, like, culture, too much colour in one room, um, on one job. But, yeah, like, apart from that, I have been on some beautiful sets, like, Jurex when I filmed for Jurex oh my gosh that's a great wow. yeah I <laughs> love it it was my first ever job thank you it was my first ever job and like my first ever commercial job that I got paid for and whoever I think it was Carmel Coutrane just shout out to them casting directors oh my gosh like there was beautiful women like black women curvy women non-binary like I was just like oh my gosh yes 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 and like half of them was of color and I was just so grateful so it it's not all bad but it can be it's just a real shame when uh, when you just said about you know why can't there be two women of color in this effort it's almost like those at the top are like no we, we will nod to diversity but that's too much diversity we don't we don't want too much and like no, that's... Do you mean like yeah. a like a like it becomes a box ticking exercise rather than a embracing mm. culture as it should be? There you go. Exactly. It's not because it's like you know what? Fun fact: Grey's Anatomy. They casted them actually without seeing them, so I can't remember how they've done it. Um, but that's how it. That's that's just how it should be. It should just be based on talent. Like mm. if it ends up like everybody is. Like, I, I really highly doubt that if you cast people just for talent, that it would end up just being one type of person. And it's like, if you just cast for talent instead of ticking these boxes, that would be so beautiful. 
sometimes you're going to get not a lot of diversity but we live in London I think you will sometimes you'll get more but it's just like I really just wish I I wonder what it would be like if I shaved my head sometimes you know what I mean I'm like I wonder what it'd be like if I wasn't really out there if I was actually quite a reserved person would I get as much work if my hair wasn't as big um yeah but I'm just going to keep pushing for it and it will happen I want to be like my idol is Michaela Cole because <gasps> Michaela Cole yes seriously she's a working actress activist just everything I want to be she's so bloody humble she's so humble and she makes change like you may not see her all the time because she's not on social media no. but behind scenes like she's she's kicking it yeah She's one of those women that I would be scared to talk to because she is just, she's so articulate. She is so clever. She is so creative. And I I would just, I'd, I'd be a blithering mess. I'd be like, yeah. I just wouldn't be able to talk to her. But if no one knows who she is, please check her out. She did an incredible series on BBC called I May Destroy You. And if you want an introduction to Michaela Cole, that's the one because she sure. wrote it and starred in it. And it's, it's incredible. And it's actually, it's based on her experience as mm. well of, um, she was assaulted, sexually assaulted, and it's actually based on her experiences. And I just find that so beautiful that somebody can use that to inform other people. Yeah. And she's just phenomenal. She also, if you want something more upbeat and funny, she actually has something called Chewing Gum on Netflix, yeah. um, which is hilarious. I'm not going to spoil it, just go watch it if you can. <laughs> I've is just she... had to, I wasn't sure who it was. So I just had to Google her and I do know who it is. In yes. like, Top Boy and Black Mirror. And I've just realised, guest on RuPaul's Drag Race. Really? Yep. In 2019, guest judge in a family that drags together. Fun fact. Oh my gosh. Oh, I didn't I know. I thought I'd be going and watching that then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go back to something um, that you were talking about before. Um, you mentioned about being bullied a lot when you were younger mm-hmm. um I've, I've been bullied as well and I I love how you've turned what happened to you into a positive and it's everything that you love about yourself now but do you find that that stuff stays with you because that's what I struggle with being bullied and remembering the things that were said to you it kind of almost leaves a an unseen scar that's very difficult to get rid of so how did you sort of cleanse yourself from that negative and like what you said traumatizing experience to be something that you've so wholly embraced of course that stuff always stays like literally like I remember the stuff how is it that you know I can't remember what I had for dinner like two days ago but I can remember being like seven scrubbing myself in the bathtub because of my skin how is it I remember like all of these horrible things like in so much detail but someone will ask me like what year it is and I'm like is it 2023 yet like what happens like where are we hello <laughs> <laughs> um I am not words I'm not what somebody's put on me the way you experience people uh and the way they tell you about yourself is not you do you get it like it's like people have I- ideologies and judgments and unbiased like unbiased biases whatever you call it but that's not you and that's happened and it's very important to understand that that's the way somebody experienced you or thought that of you could you imagine if you carried every single thing that someone said to you 
regardless, you, I think there's, um, I saw a thing on TikTok. TikTok is so informative. I am addicted. Um, 33% of people are going to love you. 33% of people are going to hate you. I think that of the 33, you're going to inspire something like that. Don't, you do have to Google it because it's not facts that I've just said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> please don't take my word. Um, but my point is like, it's happened and everyone copes in different ways. Some people can cope by themselves. Some people may need therapy, but please understand that what people have told you is not true. Like, do you know what as well? I can say, and I was speaking to my mum about this the other day. My mum always told me I was the most beautifulest girl. So I think I've carried that. That's one thing I can say, like, regardless of what's all happening, like, I really, as an adult, embrace that. Obviously, in society standards, I may not be the most beautifulest girl, but to my mama, she was like, you are the most beautifulest girl. You can do anything. You can shine. Like, you're going to be a superstar, Sinead. You're going to walk the red carpets and all these things. So, like, I was just like, yeah, yes, I can. And you don't necessarily need someone to tell you that. You can tell yourself that. You can tell yourself that, do you know what? My colour is very beautiful and that it's a real damn shame that people are, you know, almost dying black fishing to get my colour now because I'm trendy but let me embrace this because this is how I was born and imagine if I changed myself imagine if we kept up with every single trend like you'd have nothing left whether that's your soul or your body like you know a few years ago everyone wanted a fire gap now everybody's like yeah thick thighs save lives and it's like I could have lost my life following these trends I could have lost my life like listening to everybody like telling me I'm not worthy and like oh like look at my color and look at my skin and I'm just like damn like y'all really went out of your way to do that I wonder where the people are now and one thing that I can actually say and I hope this inspires everybody's day and I hope this person watches this I won't name them this will just uncomfortably sit in their soul I actually had somebody who bullies me in college like genuinely like traumatized me like my color my weight like it was just awful to me even made like people go against me for no reason like, I was just awful and um they they dm'd me like they found me on instagram a few i I think last last year and it was like wow like you're doing so good i hope you're good and i literally said if you want to speak to me go through my agent and they blocked me (laughs) (laughs) and my agent saw that i was just like yes 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 and I was oh, like, yeah, you cannot talk to me any longer. And it was so funny. They literally went out their way to follow me, like look at my pictures. And I was just like, if you want to talk to me, just literally talk to my agent. You, you can't talk to me. There's nothing you can say to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love that. And I love what you were saying about almost like that counter um, viewpoint, that voice, because the voices of what's trendy, like you said, the thigh gap and you know, now it's kind of having particular eyebrows or having your hair a particular way or having this and having that. And that seems to be a really loud voice in things like social media and in the in the press and everything. And with the people that you see, you just have to walk down the road and a lot of women end up looking the same, you know, because they're all following the same trend. And what I love about what you're saying is that you and others who are kind of saying, don't follow this trend, you know, follow your kind of beauty, follow something else. And 
I think I want that voice to be as loud as the one saying you have to follow this trend to be attractive. Does that make sense? 100%. 100%. It's also important to like follow them people. Like I don't follow anybody that doesn't look like me or inspire me. If they make me feel a type of way in any slightest way, then I'm not following them. I'm not following their journeys. I'm not following their socials. And they're beautiful in their own particular way. It just doesn't resonate with me. Um, I make sure I surround myself with like friends and people that look like me, the same energy. Um, yeah, like it's always gonna there's always gonna be something with social media. Social media breaks are very important as well. I've turned all my notifications off. So then people that think like I'm not replying to them or anything, it's just genuine because that's so good for my mental health. Like it's not all the time you have to hear like the boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom. No turn it off check it when you need to check it if you're waiting for an important message be like okay well let me check this in half an hour or whenever I need to check it um but don't get in that toxic thing of being like oh this is what you like the fox eye and stuff is like top clips being done there's absolutely nothing wrong with it I have nothing wrong with it but if you follow every single trend your mental health is gonna Mm -hmm. be ruined you may feel and look sexy you may suit but who really cares I'm sorry but who really cares like you may look pretty and get a few likes but what is that doing for you you know unless it's really helping with your body image or whatever then I I just I would not recommend following these trends create your own trends you know Mm -hmm. do some affirmations be like do you know I am my own trend and you know like I am beautiful like I love this I love that because if Mm -hmm. you now go out and start to alter because a trend not because you even want to then oh gosh yeah it comes down to self-esteem though doesn't it it's so hard a hundred percent because even me like I say all this stuff and like sometimes I still look and I'm like wow people think I'm a body positive page like every day I wake up and I'm just like oh yeah like I feel fabulous but no I can't help it sometimes I'm like wow like you know especially when it comes to like tv there's certain things that I will nitpick about myself and I'm like no Sinead this is you and you've got this far so you're you're fine and you know Mm. it's something that is such a personal thing but I would just say try to find inspiration and if it makes you feel any doubt or type of way I don't think it's for you if it inspires you and makes you feel good then it's for you but if Mm. you're feeling like oh like oh no no that's just what I would say personally but it's a very personal thing when it comes to them but trends just Mm. aren't for me personally you mentioned briefly about um, your your mental health and so on. Talk to us about that journey for you. What your mental health journey? Yes, um, I'm so grateful to talk about this. Actually, I haven't spoken to nobody about this in a while. So, um, I basically it all started when I was like when I moved to Liverpool. I think I was just like a stressed out teenager because I just moved to a different city and stuff. So I started taking floxetine. I think I only took it for a few weeks. I was like, nah, it's coming up to the time of exams. And I think I was just putting a lot of pressure on myself. It wasn't depression. It was just a lot of pressure on myself because I really wanted to succeed. And then it was when um, my first episode of depression, I believe I started taking tablets about three years ago. Yes, I think, do you know what, it's such a thing where like it's happened but I kind of suppress it like some things because I'm like 
whoa, like, I don't ever want to get like that again. But I think it was around November 2020 or 2019. I think November 2020, yeah, November 2020, where I started to get, like, really, really bad. And I just got really depressed and I developed anxiety. Like, this is so, it's so important to be open about mental health. Like, I never thought someone like me would suffer with anxiety or depression and PTSD as well. And I just, I'm very open. Like, I started taking um, citalopram and I, I was like, oh, I'm good now. So I stopped taking it. Never, ever, ever stopped taking medicine or antidepressants. That was the worst thing I could have possibly done. I had nightmares. My body was trembling. I actually had to leave one of my jobs. My mental health was just very unsteady. And, um, yeah, like, I still take citalopram. I slowly want to come off and replace it with natural substances because that's just me. I'm such a holistic babes, but they've worked for me. And I was really, like, upset about taking them but there's no shame like I'm sat here today being able to be on a podcast because they've helped me and unfortunately when it comes to doctors and the NHS I completely see both sides they're overworked they're overwhelmed but the wait list for therapy is ridiculous please reach out to people like the Samaritans and Minds and local charities even me I'm so open to these things I'd love to do a course to be able to help people and just like be like a mentor um so if you ever like even just a safe space to talk but um, I did have, I believe, I'm very open about this, but it's like, I'm weird to say out loud because it's so honest and raw, but I did have like some suicide attempts where like I didn't action it, but it was just there. I had to take myself to hospital. Um, someone had to take me to hospital. I had to move back home. Um, yeah, like I just remember being like, I don't want to be here anymore. I remember like, I knew it was really bad when like, an old friend of mine had to send me back home and I was in the car crying. I like they was praying for me and like doing a lot for me. My family are very strict Christians and I was just on the bed like I can't do this. And I remember like them being I remember saying to them like, Do you think I need to go to a hospital? Like, because you guys can't handle me. And they almost agreed to it. And I was just like, that's when I knew it was bad because yeah, and then like when my <laughs> when I went to visit my sister and I was just sleeping and sleeping and like I literally cried at my breakfast somebody who's such a foodie I was just looking at my my breakfast and cried and depression and anxiety and mental health like it's not like you wake up and you know it's like you don't know when it's coming or going like I'm just so grateful like on the positive that I have life and that I can now inspire people that's why I'm so big on mental health because I've been through it like and last year as well, actually not last year, it was literally um, March, February, March, this February, March, I had a horrible PTSD attack. And yeah, like you just don't know whether it's coming or going. Like you can be good and it just happens. But one thing I can say is like all the things that I've spoken about really helped me. And the last thing I want is like sympathy. I think that's what like people, people with mental health don't want is like the, oh, I'm really sorry. It's almost just like, listen. And, you know, like sometimes there is nothing you can do, but just show up and that's okay. And that's like me. I like to spread awareness. Like sometimes I tell my story to people and like, obviously like people are empathetic and they'll cry and get upset. I'm just like, no, it's okay. I forget like that's the first time they're hearing that. And I am just so grateful that I still suffer with, 
I haven't had a depressive episode, but I do have anxiety. Like I'm such an anxious person. Like one thing I'm trying to overcome is like telling people something and then I get really anxious and like archive their messages. I don't know what that is about. I really need to unpack that. Like, for instance, like I, ha- I told one of my, my best, well, she is, she's my best friend, Rebecca. And I told her something and it was just something so small. I was just like, oh, Rebecca, this made me feel like so-and-so. And I thought that's the end of our friendship. I was like, oh my God. I've lost my friend, like I've lost my soul sister. And obviously I didn't, but the only thing I can say is one in three of us will suffer. Three quarters of suicides are in men. We're all going through it. Like don't even get me started about the trans and LGBTQ plus I community. Like we're all going through it. And do you know what? Fuck me, like life is too short. Can we all just like, just support each other and not think this is a taboo and Mm -hmm. do what we need to do go to the doctors seek charities if you go through it and realistically when somebody goes through something like this you can only be there my family was just there and I'm so grateful they was just there there wasn't a lot they could do but they was there and yeah that's my advice I think what you're saying is so so important about surrounding yourself with the right people and also talking about it and being open and honest like the amount of times I've message Vicky and I'm like oh my god this is happening in my head and and I then I have to archive like say I archive the chat because I'm like I just keep going back to it and I'm like is she read it yet oh my god does she hate me Vicky's like oh my god it's fine it's fine and I'm like okay yes that's fine um, yeah. but it happens more often than probably people think a lot of people think they're the only one that happens to and obviously there's three of us here that it's all happened to so mm-hmm. and you talk about you know the whole one in three thing I think what you're doing and spreading the word as it were is is incredible and just being so open and honest I mean you are an advocate for so many things you know like mental health and body positivity what do you feel at the moment your biggest fight is what do you feel like your biggest challenge is I I wish everyone could see your t-shirt that you're wearing today um we'll get we'll get you to send a photo of you wearing that t-shirt we're going to pop it on the website but what do you feel is your biggest challenge okay my biggest challenge right now like personally is I think staying staying authentic and regular like not getting too like swooped into the industry like too like oh like I just want to remain humble like genuinely I want to remain so humble I don't want to switch up I don't want to alter or change anything like in regard I want to remain self-love Nate and that's why self-love Nate has came about um and another thing um is making sure I have steady work like I think that's my biggest challenge right now is actually I've gone complete freelance and it makes me feel alive at the same time like there is a lot of anxiety around that so I think my biggest challenge is yeah just to remain humble and authentic in regards to my content and like even if I get like a major major job like just remember like you have a platform and you're inspiring people um and yeah I'm just like I just want to be a steady consistent worker because I'm very lucky like I do big acting jobs and then it's like yeah, the money will last, but I want that consistency for myself. And I'm really going to like push that. Like I'm going to be able, I'm going to just really push for that. This, th- these next few months, I'm going to be on my grind. 
Mm -hmm. I believe in myself and that's the main thing I believe if I can do this otherwise I wouldn't quit my job to some people people like people are like oh like what, what the hell like why did you just quit your job what's wrong with you and I didn't just quit my job because of I wanted to pursue my dreams it was also a thing of like I had a lot going on before that as well like I did have like two losses like I did lose two people and I was learning how to grieve and that's something I'm still learning how to do um yeah man do you know what I just want to stay fabulous like that's it <laughs> that's amazing fabulous and like make everyone that comes into contact with me feel fabulous and just spread fabulousness that's it that's my favorite word and I probably will get that tattooed on me but yeah. I can't stop <laughs> smiling I know Thanks. you're just you're in <laughs> You're infectious, but I realized as I said that, that sounds bad, but it's not. You're just, you're just, yeah, your, your oh, fabulousness is definitely spreading. You're, you are an activist in so many areas. Again, if you look at your Instagram page, there are so many things you're passionate about. Um, you mm-hmm. fight for LGBTQI rights. Uh, there was a section on there about the BLM. What for you personally what are you currently active, actively fighting for at the moment? What do you see as an activist is the most important thing for you to be involved with at the moment? Representation. Like, I think representation in regards to, like, I just want to be able to go places. And that's one thing that just really bothers me, and I will be working on it next, when I go on acting jobs, like commercial jobs, and production is all white middle class men. I said it because it's true. Mm-hmm. All white middle class men. And it's like, oh, so you've got me at the forefront because I'm being on TV and this is what you're showing. But behind the scenes, there's nobody of colour. And it's happened so many times. And we also need to get people that know how to do Afro hair and makeup like on different colored like melanated skin like I'm so tired of people like trying to do my hair if you can't do it you can't do it at the end of the day like educate yourself like I got my hair done yesterday by an amazing person called Harrison at Blue's Hit in Clapton and I would really recommend you go and get your hair done by him he is absolutely fabulous and um I believe he identifies as male as a as a male um and I was just really like worried but like, I was like oh my gosh this is like a white male doing my hair my hair he is fully educated like just because he doesn't have my curl types he has gone out of his way and educated himself he's done so many courses there was actually somebody there an afro hair care professional who was teaching them as we go so like he was being directed and I was like oh my god good for you and my hair's turned out perfect like it's colored and it's healthy and even I couldn't do this and it's just like please guys like two things in the industry have representation like let's have more people like regular people like ourselves on adverts as well like let's just have regular people and normal people like when I say normal people I mean like every you go to the supermarket and see or on the street um and just behind the scenes we need representation and more queer spaces please and more queer adverts just more queer everything and more trans people I feel like there's only like one or two of like they're using these adverts here and there or these campaigns and it's like no no let's let's do something about that so might to summarize it all I just want more representation in the industry of 
sexuality um, and pe- how people identify and pronouns being used more would be beautiful. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, Katie and I are passionate about um, trans rights and being trans allies. And there is starting to become a bit more visibility. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are trans and non-binary actors being used and things like that. But you kind of get a sense that it's sensationalized. It's like, look, look, we have a non-binary actor in our series now. And he right. says, no, don't make it a big deal. Just make it so. Just make it the norm. It, uh-huh. it Don't make a big deal out of how, you know, inclusive you're being. It should just slot in naturally, surely. It's like they have to do it, don't they? Yeah. It's like they literally have to make it a big deal. You couldn't just have them as like someone, like just a regular character. It's like, oh, Netflix has just introduced like non-binary actors. It's like, no, just let yeah. it be. Why do you have to make, why are you actually impressed that you're only just doing that now also? Are you not embarrassed? You're not ashamed that you have to make a public announcement because you've used someone of colour or you've used somebody that is non-binary or they identify as so-and-so or this is their sexuality. Yeah. It's almost embarrassing, like, okay now what like just represent them cool you've, you've said what you said let's 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 make it consistent and let's not celebrate as much let them just be because when like I'm an ally and it's like they're not they didn't just pop up they're not like these 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 presents like they're just regular people it's like me like I don't want to be on set and everyone's like oh my gosh we've got a girl fabulous like, no like just me like imagine how that feels as well like, as that person to yeah be there like why can't they just be like everybody else so yeah it seemed like Pose really nailed that didn't it as a a series yeah Pose Pose is just I still haven't watched season two but Pose I remember watching and not knowing what it was about and I got so educated and the cast everything wow Pose is just yeah it's beautiful I need to to learn how to ballroom like once I learn (laughs) ballroom it's over for everybody (laughs) <laughs> it's funny because like orange is the new black as well and i know she comes up a lot but laverne cox and for what she's doing for the trans community as well mm. but orange is the new black it was she was just introduced and then further on in the series they then talked about her trans journey as a character but yeah. it was never a, a thing it, it, yeah. just her character i can't remember the name of her character but it was and i thought that was really well done and that's how it should be that the story is is because that's who she is being trans is part of her identity mm-hmm. so of course she wants to tell that story but that's not all she is yeah does that make sense am I making any sense oh 110 <laughs> percent. yeah I completely agree with you. I can't you literally said it spot on exactly that's that like it's unfolded that's who she is but it's not like oh we have to put it all on the plate she's they're there to act you know and yeah. let them be like they yeah literally what you said I'm this okay whole... I thought you had a question <laughs> oh no no sorry I'm just like I, I'm just smiling at this whole thing like I kind of like want to leave this chat and just bounce around in meadows oh! and daisies I feel <laughs> I feel really light and fluffy after this oh good <laughs> I love that and I'm very like I love a bit of metaphysics and stuff and one thing I say is like everything is energy and like attracts like just be careful who you surround yourself by. Oh, it's a bit of poetry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just be careful. Protect your energy. And yeah, like when you surround yourself by people at the same mentality and when you 
be I remember hearing something I can't remember who there was but it was a beautiful thing and it's so simple but be around people that when they see you their eyes light up and that is just the most beautiful thing I've heard in a while like be around people that when they see you their eyes light up and it's like could you imagine if you went around them type of people all the time you're gonna carry like you're gonna feel great in yourself anyway like you're gonna want to do that um yeah you talk I mean you're you're very um articulate in the way far more articulate than I am in how you um bring a message across and that's all part of your spoken word I imagine that's kind of another passion of yours and something that you, you do quite a lot can you tell us about how you first got into that and the power of it for you of course I can um so the furthest memory that I have was okay this is actually funny like I used to love reading when I was a child to the point where like normally people's parents would like take their dolls and stuff away I did have brats I love brats I don't think brats exist no more which is really sad um <laughs> but I was such like a reader that when I was naughty my mum was hit my bookshelf out of my bedroom <laughs> and I just remember I loved reading and I remember um I think I was like eight nine or something and I don't know what I watched I think I was like, do you only just sit with your like auntie and you accidentally watch the thing? But I remember like watching something like this man had like gone out and his his clothes smart like put something had happened on the TV program. I felt really inspired by it, and I had written like a long story. And then a few um a few like months later, my auntie like calls me. And she's like, Shanae, did you write this? My mum found it." And I was like, "Yeah." She was like what and she told my mum she was like how did a child write this and I was like I didn't really think much of it but now looking back I was like wow like I did pretty good and ever since then like I loved writing stories um and I I feel like spoken word to me is a gift because I don't like to write unless I get inspired and I write by inspiration and a lot of the inspiration I do want to write a poetry and prose book one day like kind of like rupee style like a self-help mechanism of like poetry and prose and stories to be able to help people and I have a have a vision in my mind that it'll be out by like the, the age of 27 I'm turning 24 in like three weeks um and yeah so like poetry to me is like it comes to me I don't know how to explain it without sounding like one of them I don't know in fact I don't care how I sound so poetry comes to me as like a gift like I my mum used to say to me go to bed with a notepad and pen next to you Sinead because you always get inspiration at the wrong times and it's so true I'd literally like be sleeping and like I'd get like an in like I'd be like oh my gosh that's so good and I'd have to write it down um so yeah poetry to me is almost like my baby like I I'm more I'm so happy to go on stage but when it comes to my spoken word and poetry um I haven't shared a lot of it if people give me something to write about then I will but I have a lot of work that I shall be putting in like a novel hopefully one day but it's just to me I just I love it and I feel like it's just one of my gifts and I'm very lucky that I can rhyme and I love a good metaphor I also really enjoyed English my English teachers were fabulous like they were so great I went to also high school and Mr. Mrs. Hart and they just really was great and I had someone called Jan as well who would privately lecture me like um in like because my class was really disruptive and they really believed in me and they was like Sinead we want to give you some pre-tuition 
and that just all really helped like when somebody nurtures something that you find a passion in then it really helps but yeah I love it is there no no end to your talents I read on your profile on your bio (laughs) that you can belly dance as well oh did you get my spotlight (laughs) (laughs) yes yes I can do you know what I can't do I am not artistic with my eyes I appreciate artwork so much but if it was coming to me sitting down and and drawing something or painting I have so many artistic friends it's unbelievable like I'm just like whoa one of my favorite um artists at the moment um I believe her name is Saki underscore B on Instagram and her artwork I remember I went to an exhibition by Creative Debuts and literally she started painting upside down and then she turned it around and it was like a whole masterpiece and I was like whoa but I I can't <laughs> I can't draw I can't okay, so there's one thing one thing down. I can't play some sports as well like I really want to learn how to play sports this year and I don't have any hobbies at the moment except from doing my hair and skin like, I want to find like a proper good hobby this year so if anybody has inspiration listening to this or any of you then please do like, I really want to find like a proper skilled hobby like even if it's like crochet, like do you know how talented that is to crochet something, <laughs> something so random and so cool. I want to learn. So okay, there is a lot. It, what about sushi making? <gasps> oh my gosh, I love sushi. So I. I love sushi. <laughs> oh my gosh, shout out wasabi. Like what? <laughs> wow. That if you learn, fun. we'll come over. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. You're like a master, <laughs> master sushi chef. I love it. Me and my friends always like. I absolutely love combine with me. I love it. The drama, everything, and it's like one day I want to get like a big group of my friends and we do combine with me. Like, cook a starter. Once someone cooks a starter, someone cooks a main, someone cooks a dessert, someone hosts, and I would love to like do it where it's like we actually do judge each other. I just feel like that would be such a good bit of role play. If anybody has like a big group of friends who wants something to do, I feel like that would be so fun to do. You like, might be analysing all the reports though, all the scores. Like, well, why did they give me that score? It could oh my be gosh, field. a bit yeah. political. Get out. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Rachel. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you know what? It's It's been... It's been so amazing to chat to you. We ask, as you know, because you've been listening to a lot of our podcasts, I know, and you do always shout out. So we really appreciate that. Um, we ask all our guests for a final sip. And that's your thoughts that you want to leave listeners with and any advice or any guidance or just anything that you want to say. What would be your final sip, Shanae? Um, do you know what my final sip would be? I feel like I've spoke a lot about myself, but I just want to take time and just thank you both. So thank you so much for like allowing me to be able to like come on this podcast and like really, really like trusting me to have, because this is your work, this is your platform and you've enabled me to come onto it. And I'm really grateful. And I'm really grateful that I've inspired you guys, but you guys, it seems like, and I'm really grateful that you look at me and you're inspired, but I'm really grateful to you guys. Like, you're the first podcast that I've actually sat down and listened to. I really listened to the grief one. Um, I listened about the child loss when my mum experienced that. And, like, I just think you guys are just great. Like, you're, you're you know, you're, like, a fabulous mum. Your child is absolutely beautiful. And you're just both so real, like, 
just so really nice <laughs> and like one day like I, like I just really like your podcast like I just it's very real and it's so hard to get your shit out here like it's so hard to get a platform and a following but uh it's not all about that and that will come with time even the same with me I know one day my instant will get really big but I don't strive for that I think it's very important when you have people as I say that you make an impact on and even if you have two or just even one person that you've inspired or you know you've created this beautiful podcast and you've allowed me to come on it and I'm going to take my time to listen to all of them so thank you and keep thank doing you. what you're doing you guys inspire me so thank you oh. thank you and I know <laughs> yes, yes, Love yes. It. there's always power in that there's always power in you saying that yes oh I don't think anyone's ever done a final sip of that no. that's lovely thank I'm, you I'm quite so welcome well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on, saying such lovely things. And thank you for sharing your truth and your honesty and just being so vulnerable and opening up about everything. Um, it's been wonderful. And we will share your um, Instagram handles on our um, website so that people can follow you and get involved. And also your very kind um, offer of anyone being able to reach out to you that's struggling with mental health as well. So thank you, everyone, for listening um to strong tea please stay tuned for more episodes in the future check out our back catalogue on spotify amazon apple and google podcasts and we now have a new section on our website which is called support us if you like what you're listening to and you want to support us and you want to hear more content and more guests you can now buy us a coffee via the link on our website or on our pinned social media so thanks ever so much guys we will see you all for the next episode and we'll catch you soon see you soon bye, bye. bye.